Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. I hope that you're having a great day. This is your girl Katrina, single mom with depression, hashtag SMWD podcast, coming to you guys today with a new episode. Uh, As always, I want to thank you guys for joining me. I love my listeners. I tell you guys that every week. I appreciate you guys because you guys do keep me going and I do apologize that, you know, it's been a little over a week since my last episode, but I'm here and I'm ready to, you know, talk about something new. And as always, it's something that has to do with my life. And today, this is something that I've been thinking about for the past couple of days, and I just feel the need to share it with you guys because as always, I know I'm not the only one, you know. So what I want to talk about today is trauma bonds. Have you guys ever heard of that? Because I've never heard of it. But once I saw this, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, okay, I understand that completely. So a trauma bond is a relationship that's reflective of an attachment created by a repeated physical or emotional trauma with intermittent positive reinforcement. Put simply, in a relationship with trauma bonding, there's a lot of really terrible stuff happening and then occasionally really great stuff happening. Whew, let me tell you. <laughs> My last relationship definitely a trauma bond and it's just crazy that I came across this definition and it wasn't on purpose it's not like I was seeking it out but what I'm going through right now has everything to do with a trauma bond and you know I'm not gonna name names I'm not gonna tell you guys who I'm referring to because that's you know that's just not what I do here but I just want to talk about the situation So the situation is, you know, I was in a relationship with someone. We had a bad relationship. You know, it didn't work out and that's fine. But we decided to still, you know, communicate because we have a child together. And in my eyes, co-parenting is necessary or, you know, I feel like co-parenting is a necessary thing. It, it doesn't have anything to do with how we feel about each other, but necessarily the love that we have for our child. So, you know, that's, that's just how I feel about co-parenting. I, you know, if I wouldn't, I would never stop anyone from being a part of their child's life. No matter what our past is or, you know, whatever, I just wouldn't stop it because I feel like just like I have that opportunity every day to show up for my child, I give the other person that same equal opportunity and it's up to them if they, you know, do what's necessary. I leave that up to them. But... In this situation, it was becoming more than co-parenting. We developed a friendship as well. Now, this person is no sexual 
tension or interest or anything of that nature at all. You know, we passed that phase and we have a clear understanding of that. So it's not anything like that. But I thought that, you know, the closer that we've got, we got as parents that it would, you know, only benefit our child. And that wasn't the case. And the reason why I'm bringing up this trauma bond in this situation is because it's like, even though we're not in a relationship, that trauma bond dynamic is still there. And I didn't really notice it until I came across this definition. You know, like, it's it's crazy because even out of a relationship, it's still the same pattern. Things will go well for a while. And then all of a sudden, things blow up and they're not okay for a while. And it's just crazy because a lot of times we have good intentions. But those good intentions don't always mean that the other person has good intentions. You know, it doesn't always mean that the other person is feeling exactly how you feel. And I think that in my life personally, you know, I I, I hardly ever wish ill upon people because for one, I got enough bull going on in my life as is, you know, I don't like to invite people into my misery you know they say misery loves company I don't like company when I'm miserable I like to be alone I isolate myself you know I withdraw from people I don't speak about it I don't invite them into what I'm going through because I just felt like that's just something that I need to handle myself you know and over the years I've learned that People don't need that extra baggage. Like, just like I don't need extra baggage from other people. People don't need my extra baggage. And that's why I keep a lot of my emotions to myself because it's just like, why? Why am I sharing this with people knowing that they have their own things that they're going through? And... I've noticed that a lot of people are going through these trauma bonds, not just myself, you know, and it's sad to see because I know that people want to feel love. They want to feel that companionship. They want to feel wanted at the end of the day. And we allow ourselves to be walked on we allow ourselves to be used mistreated abused we allow ourselves these things just to say that we have this relationship or this friendship or you know whatever it may be even family you know and we just allow this cycle to just keep going on and on and on like when is it gonna stop well it's not gonna stop until we 
take accountability for it, recognize it, and stop it ourselves. One thing about a person who takes is that they don't know when to stop. And it doesn't matter what they're taking from you, whether it's just your energy, whether it's, you know, your friendship, your love, compassion, whatever it is, they will continue to take from you unless you stop giving. You know, and I'm a giver. I spoke about this in a previous episode, giving and loving And, you know, being that person is what fulfills me. So I give to to people willingly. I volunteer my love. I volunteer my compassion. But that's not always good for me. Because nine times out of ten, I don't notice that they're just taking until it's too late. And... It's a harsh realization, you know, when someone is just using you. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're using me for, like, money or whatever the case may be. It doesn't have to be anything physical. But those emotions, them knowing that you have that big heart, them knowing that you are willing to do whatever, They will use that against you. And it hurts even more when you know that you've done all that you can. Even dealing with family. Family will do the same thing. You know, me and my family, we don't have the best relationship. And oftentimes, I find myself on the outside looking in like, man, why can't I be included? Why can't I be a part of that? And it's kind of unfair because it's like I've created a generational gap between me and my family, my kids and my family. Like, they are experiencing the same thing But they just don't know what it is. But I'm looking at it knowing what they're going through. I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in the 90s. In the 90s, my family was close. Like, my cousins used to come over. We would spend the night at each other's houses. You know, we would have fun, cookouts, card games, dominoes, all that good stuff. Ask me when the last time me and my family got together for something like that. I would say 2014. 2014 is when my cousin passed away. And she was the glue that held our family together. Even though she was part of my generation, which is pretty crazy. She was definitely the glue that held our family together. That got everyone together, you know. And ever since she passed away, it's like that bond is no longer there with us. So, I said all that to say, sometimes we just have to choose ourselves. And I know I talk about choosing ourselves all the time, 
But that's just the reality of the situation. Everyone is out there for themselves most of the time. I'm not going to say all of the time, but most of the time people are only out for themselves. And it shouldn't be any different when it comes to ourselves. I know many people with depression. I know many people with PTSD, anxiety, things of that nature. I know people like that. I know people like me. I know people that want to admit they're like me. And I know people who struggle worse than I do. And it's the fact that we have to try harder to recognize these situations and try to take control of them. And I say try because we don't always succeed. And that's okay. Failure is part of the learning process. And that's a fact. If you don't fail, what did you actually learn? I mean, there have been times where I just did it want to let go of situations or people I didn't want to let go because I felt like that was the best part or that was a good part but at the end of the day was it really was it really worth what I went through you know I I would never regret my kids so they are definitely worth it But sometimes I do wish that I would have took control of certain situations instead of, you know, just allowing them to be. And that's, I think that's what we do a lot of the times, especially myself. I just allow things to be. I don't help it to move forward, neither do I hold it back. I just allow it to be. I mean, it's it's a difficult thing coming to the realization that you're wrong. <laughs> you know, like this a difficult thing coming to that realization. Taking control of a situation that you never thought you had control of because you do. You do have a choice. Do we exercise that choice? No, not all the time. But you do have that choice. And I just want to encourage you all to just choose yourself sometimes. I know it's hard. I know that some people may not like it because they're used to you being a certain way. But change is inevitable. We all have to change sometimes. And taking control of situations that you can control, we can't control everything. We can't control what other people do. But we can control ourselves. We can control how we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. We can control those things. And we can choose to put ourselves first.
I mean, even if it's something small, you know, you don't have to make a grand decision that'll change the course of your whole life or anything like that. You know, start with something small. One step at a time. That's all that it takes. Even if it's a baby step. Even if it's a little scoop forward. Just keep moving forward. Who are you racing against? Nobody. Nobody but yourself. And as long as you're doing better today than you were yesterday, that's a win. And I just want to see you guys win. I just want to win. I do. I don't know what's going to happen in the next day, the next week, the next hour. I don't know. But I know that I want it to be better than yesterday. And that's all I can work on today. And as always, I just thank you guys for just listening to me. I know I'm a mess. (laughs) I know I don't have it all together. You know, I make so many mistakes on the regular. I can't judge a soul. I mean, I make mistakes that you'll be like, really, Katrina? (laughs) Even I knew better than that. But yeah, I've made those mistakes and I try my best not to judge anyone because we all make mistakes, but that doesn't make me love you any less. I promise it don't. As always, you guys can reach out to me. I just seen that they have a voicemail feature on the Anchor app and you guys can actually leave me a message. I don't know if it'll be anonymous or what or how it works if you have to actually create an account on Anchor, which it doesn't take long. And you can actually follow me on Anchor as well. But it doesn't take long. You guys can leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. As always, my Gmail is single mom with depression. Spell that out at gmail.com. Or my Instagram is single mom with depression. If you want to um, follow me, I mean, message me on my personal Facebook page. I'm always available to you guys. I will never turn down anyone ever. I thank you guys for listening to me. As always, it's a great experience. You know, I'm just happy to share myself with you guys. And if you need it, The Suicide Awareness Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. No one would know that you called. That's what they're here for. If you just need someone to talk to, they don't even know you, so how can they judge? They're always there. You guys have a great week. Until next time, bye.